No, nobody likes to hear curses. Nobody likes to be cursed. This week's parsha. There is two parshas, Be'arim Bechukotai. There is a, a piece of the parsha who is very harsh things will be if the Jews don't obey the commands of God, commandments of God. It begins with blessing. The parsha begins with blessing, Bechukotai. But then it leads to, and if you will not listen to what I tell you, and then it comes a whole list of very unwishful thing, things, things that nobody wants should come upon anybody. That the tradition is that when you, read it in, when you read it in the synagogue, you don't call up anybody to the Aliyah. For this Aliyah, this week, it's going to be the fifth Aliyah because you read two parshas, it, falls, it happens to be the fifth Aliyah. For this Aliyah, you don't call up anybody because if, let's say, the Gabbai hates somebody in the synagogue, it tells them, oh, I have for you an Aliyah, come, come, come up. I have, some, I, have to, I have to honor you with something. And that's why you read all the curses are in a language that like will happen to you, to you, to you, to you. Then because it's a dangerous, nobody wants the idea. The custom is that the person who reads the Torah, he just says the blessing. We don't call it, even the person who reads the Torah, you don't call him up. He just says the blessing and you move on. Story goes that once was in a shtetl, the guy hired somebody to come to get the Aliyah. Oh, pay him, you get the Aliyah. Okay, the congregation is coming to this Aliyah, they're waiting, the guy doesn't show up and nobody else wants the Aliyah. Waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, the guy runs in, he's all breathing hard. He was running, running, yes, the Aliyah, quick. After the Aliyah, the guy asked him, tell me, I promised you money, why you didn't show up? Why are you late? He tells him, you think from one aliyah, from one shul, I can make a living? I did it in this shul, in the other shul, in the other shul. Together, maybe I'll be able to support my family for this week. That's Jewish thinking. But I know about a family, actually a rabbi, my son-in-law, Rabbi Levi Reichik, his, his grandfather. His grandfather was once in a shul, and the Torah reader, the person who reads the Torah was a coin. Now a coin cannot get an aliyah, the fifth aliyah or the sixth aliyah. The coin must get the first aliyah. Because, because the law is that if a coin will get a regular aliyah, people start to say, oh, maybe it's not a coin. And the reader was a coin that you needed somebody else to get the aliyah. Nobody in the shul wants the aliyah. The Torah is open. The congregation is waiting. You cannot skip the aliyah. Nobody wants the Aliyah. Finally, one Jew, his grandfather, got up and he says, I know that deep down there is all, it's all blessings. I will get the Aliyah just to save the embarrassment of the congregation and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the Torah. And he got the Aliyah, and that was his tradition to get his Aliyah. This Aliyah, the Aliyah of the curses, it's twice a year in the Torah. Once in the end of uh, Leviticus this week, and the other time before Shavuos, the Shabbat before Shavuos, the other time, it's in the end of, of Deuteronomy, right before Rosh Hashanah. This is the two times. He used to get every time this Aliyah. What must be that if we're supposed to hear this Torah reading, there must be something good to come out from it, from, from it for us. There is a story about the Alter Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe, that once a group of farmers came to him 
for a blessing. What was the problem? It was a drought in Ukraine, in Russia. And they were leasing the land from a landowner. It's called the Poritz. And they used to pay them every year a certain amount. Now, if there is a drought and they cannot grow all their produce, they will not have what to eat. They will not have what to pay for the landowner. And they will lose their jobs and end up in jail. They were in big trouble. But they came to the Alter Rebbe, the first Chabad Rebbe. Rebbe, give us a broche. Pray for us, it should rain. He didn't answer them. He heard them, he didn't answer. Didn't answer means he doesn't give them a blessing. He can't help them. He walked out, they were crying. His grandson, who later became the Rebbe, his name was Menachem Mendel, the Tzemach Tzedek. He met him outside in the lobby. He says, what's going on? Why are you crying? He told him the story. We came to your grandfather for a blessing because there is a drought, we won't rain, and he didn't answer us. He says, I have, a, I have an idea for you. Go back and tell him, like this, with this wall. If you are a Rebbe, if you can help us and you don't want to help us, you are a cruel man. And if you, are, if you can't help us, why you appointed yourself to be a leader of the Jewish people? They told him, we, can, we cannot speak like this. To the Rebbe, I'm not going to say it. Nobody wants to say it. He told them, listen to what I tell you. Go in and say this word. They had no choice. They need their all livelihood survives on this. They walked in and they repeated exactly the words of the Tzemach Tzedek. They didn't add a letter. They didn't omit one word. They told them this line. If you, are, if, if you can help us and you don't help us, you're a cool person. If you cannot help us, why you became a leader of the Jewish people? The Alter Rebbe became very serious, put his, end, his head over his hand like this, and then for a while, and then he picked up his head and he said, gave him a blessing, he said, it'll be good. They walked out. Before they had a chance to leave town, it started to rain so bad, they were stuck in town for three days. The Tzemach Tzedek explained why he did it. What lays behind this logic? Why he told them, go and tell them. If you can do it, if you, this sharp line. There is in the Talmud, there is a whole, there is a few pages who talk about droughts. What Jewish, what Jewish law offers to do when there is a drought. See, not having rain, that was a problem in Israel, a problem in Babylon. It was a, forever a problem. And he told uh, the, the Talmud, for example, the famous prayer of Venum Malkeinu that we say on the holidays, that was invented by a prayer for rain. The Talmud tells us it was a prayer for rain. The whole community came together. They were fasting. And Rabbi Eliezer, the great, got up and he said 24 blessings that are made as a prayer composed for rain and didn't work. Rabbi Akiva came up to the, to the podium, to the, where the chazan stands, and he said, Ovinu Malkeinu, our father, our king, do it for you, for your sake. And right away it started to rain. When the rabbi saw how effective this prayer is, they installed it in the high holiday service. They included it in the high holiday service. Then you see that the whole issue with the rain was a very common problem. 
in Israel until 10 years ago, it was a drought after a drought after a drought. The Talmudic story, the Talmud tells a story once on Rabbi Rabbi Yudha Nesia. He was the grandson of the author of the Mishnah. He had the same name. He was Yehuda, he was Yehuda. Once he, 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 he announced about a fast day, and he said, everybody should come to service. He says, everybody should fast and come to shul, and we pray for him. And he prays, and he prays, and he prays, and nothing. He turned to the community, and he told them, guys, the different, there is a story in the Bible about Samuel the prophet, that once when the Jewish people came to ask him for a king, until Samuel, there were prophets, judges, there were no kings in the Jewish people. And he came and the Jewish people came and said, we want a king like the other, other kings around us. Like the other nations around us have a king, we want a king too. Samuel was very upset with them. He said, basically, God is your king. What do you need a king? And to show them, he gathered them, to show them how upset it is with, is, is with them. He says, it's the middle of the summer, at the time of the harvest of the wheat. I will pray to God and it's going to rain. In Israel, it's not raining in the middle of the summer. He prayed and it started to rain and thunderstorms in the middle of the summer. That Rabbi Yudha turns to the congregation and says, look at the difference in the generation of Samuel the prophet and me. By Samuel, he was able to bring down rain in the middle of the summer without anybody's help. And I am here in the middle of the winter with all of you praying and fasting and I cannot do it. Voice to a generation who is stuck with me. That's what he said. He blamed himself. He stuck with me. And he became, then the Talmud says, he became very upset, very frustrated, and it started to rain. The language that the Talmud is using, chalash date, he became very broken, very frustrated, very upset, and, and then it rained. The prayers didn't help. When he became upset with himself, then it started to rain. Then there is a second story about a rabbi in Babylon. And this rabbi, uh, the same story was, a, was, a, was, a, was a, a drought. He gathers the community. And, he, and, and they pray and gunish. He turns to the community and he says, you know what you needed to do? You had to throw me out and put me down on the floor. What he meant to say, you had to fire me as a leader. I'm not good enough. I cannot bring you down rain. That's what the rabbi turned to the congregation and he said it to them. And then he got upset. Chalash datei. Gichalash, you know, it's chaloshes. There is a word in Yiddish based on it. Chaloshes means somebody who actually is fainting. He got very upset, very frustrated. And then it started to rain. When he got frustrated, it started to rain. And there is a third story about another rabbi in Babylon. He gathered the community. Again, a fast day. It must be a fast day. And rain and prayers. And it's not rain. But before he prayed, he had, he had, a, he had a heart condition that he took a spoon of, of uh, kashe and he ate it because he, need, he, he needed to eat something. And then he went to pray. And it didn't rain. That another rabbi sarcastically told them, maybe take another spoon of kashe, maybe it will start to rain kind of telling them, you're going to, you break your fast before you pray and you want it should rain? What is wrong with you? The rabbi who led the service got very embarrassed. 
that he insulted them like this. Oh, maybe take another spoon and, he, and, he, and maybe eat another spoon of cash and then you will be, you, you will rain. And he got upset, halash died day. He got upset and embarrassed and frustrated and I started to rain. What is the halash daita? What is this upsetness? Why prayers don't help? But getting embarrassed, upset, frustrated works. Tell you another story. Story is about a chosid around 100 years ago came to Lubavitch. He came to see the Rebbe. His wife was sick and he needed something to cure. I need a bracha, I need a blessing to cure her. The fifth Chabad, the fourth Chabad Rebbe just passed away. Very young, I think he was 48 years old. And the next, he left two sons. One was 23, one was 21. And they were young people. They were not ready to be rabbis. The day came to the younger son, who later became a rabbi, came to him and he says, I need a blessing. My wife is very sick. He told him, I can't help you. I can't help you. Sorry. The guy walked out and he started to cry. Walks by the older brother, who is 23, I think, whatever. And he tells him, why are you crying? He says, I was by your brother, by your younger brother. I asked him for a bracha, for a blessing. He's the son of a rabbi, he should give me a blessing. And he told me, he cannot help me. That the older brother walks into his younger brother's study and he tells him, tell me, a Jew comes to you to ask for a blessing and you tell him you cannot help him. What is this? And you cause him to cry? That the younger brother told him, call him back, call him back, I'll give him a blessing. He called him black, he gave him a blessing, and his wife got, it was killed. She recovered. That once the Rebbe analyzed the story, and he asked the question, what happened in this story? The first, if he could give him a blessing the first time, why he didn't give it to him? Why he didn't give it to him? He could help him and he didn't want to help him. It doesn't make sense. What happened here? First time he couldn't give him a blessing. Five minutes later, he can't give him a blessing. He could give him a blessing. The Rebbe said something very interesting. The Rebbe said like this. The first time when he came to ask for a blessing, he was not a vessel to receive the blessing. What needs to be a vessel? A cup is a vessel. But if the cup is full, can you pour anything inside? Nothing. The cup is full. For the cup to receive something, it needs to be empty. A person comes to God, he wants a blessing. Oh, I'm Mr. So-and-so, the CEO of this and this company. I'm such a big macher. There is no vessel. He's full. He's full of himself. There's no place for a blessing. Only after he came out and he cried, and he realized that he's empty, and he realized that he's vulnerable, and he became humble, and he reached out to God, then he was a vessel to get a blessing. That's what halash da'ate is. All these three stories basically say about the rabbi prayed and prayed and prayed, it didn't work. But the time he really got upset, humble, broken, this moment had the effect. That's what the Tzemach Tzedek wanted this Hasidim, this farmers to do to the Alter Rebbe. They told him, Rebbe, can you help us or cannot? If you cannot, why are you a Rebbe? That's why he did it, and it, and it worked. Maybe 
That's why we hear the curses. We have the curses in the Torah this week. The beginning of the parsha started blessing. God gives us amazing blessings. But sometimes we are not vessels. The vessels are full. We are full of ourselves. We think we deserve everything. We are the big hochems in town. And then later we listen to the, we listen to the curses. And our heart gets a little humble. Our heart gets a little broken. We get a little more vulnerable. We understand that we are all dependent on God. We need God's blessing. Oh, then, then we become the vessel for the blessing from God. That's what it's all about. To become a vessel for them for the blessing of God. And then when we become a vessel, then we get actually the biggest blessing that in the beginning of the parsha. Then the curses are not there, God forbid, we should suffer from it. Just by listening to it should be to us, be enough, enough for us to make us humbler and to deserve the best blessings from God. And that's what we're going to get this week. Come to Shul and you will, you will receive the best blessing. And if you cannot come to Shul, it's reading and read, being read in the Torah in every synagogue in the world. The best blessing will come. We deserve blessings. After all the Torah we had last week, we deserve only blessings from, from now on and forever. Thank you.